Amen. Praise the Lord. It is a privilege and a blessing to be here with you tonight. And uh, just the beautiful church and facilities that God has given you. And uh, I tell you, I've admired your pastor for many years. And uh, I've got probably most of his books anyway. Uh, but I guess it's been about 15 years or more that he and I have known each other. And um, I'm just thrilled to be here tonight and just share this information with you. I wish I could tell you that we don't need more church planners. I, I wish I could tell you tonight that we have churches all over the United States and uh, that the ministry of church planning is growing and, and uh, we've got church planners that are coming out of the woodwork to plant churches. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that. And uh, tonight, I want to take just a few minutes and share what we call the State of the Union Address. Now, you hear that from our political leaders, but tonight, I want you to hear the spiritual state of our union. And where we are with getting the gospel to our own people right here in the United States of America. As Pastor Shiflett said a few moments ago, before I was called to preach, uh, I was a senior analyst for a for Fortune 500 company. I, I was a CPA. I was a controller for several years. And so uh, numbers is my background. And uh, crunching data and looking at trends and statistics uh, is what I did before God put me into the ministry of church planning in New Mexico. And so tonight, I want us to look here uh, for just a few minutes at uh, the state of our country when it comes to uh, church planning, all right? If you have your Bibles tonight, turn with me to uh, John chapter 4. We'll look at this as we go through the text and uh, show you some of the statistics and where we are uh, in church planning. Of course, uh, John chapter 4, I won't take and go through all of this. Um, you've no doubt heard preaching from this chapter before uh, as it relates to the woman at the well and uh, how Jesus uh, uh, there needs to go through Samaria and he goes to Samaria and then we see where his disciples go and get some groceries, uh, get some food for the Lord Jesus Christ. In the meantime, Jesus is winning the woman at the well to himself. Isn't that amazing? He's telling her about himself. And uh, no doubt when that was complete, Jesus had won her to himself. She was so excited, she left her water pot and goes back to town to tell all the men about in town about who she met. I wish every Christian would have that kind of zeal to tell somebody about the Lord. So she is gone as she's left to go to town. The disciples come back and uh, they're wanting Jesus to eat of the food that they took their time to go get and uh, the expense of it and bring it back to him. Now, if you'll notice here in verse number four through verse number 30, Jesus leads this Samaritan woman to himself. 
in uh, verse number 31, that's where I want us to pick up here. Notice what the Bible says in uh, John chapter 4, verse 31. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Now, normally, if we heard something like that, we would think that maybe somebody's already brought some food and he's already had something to eat. But Jesus, I believe, is trying to teach them a lesson of priority right here. Notice what he says in verse 33. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? In verse 34, Jesus saith unto them, now don't miss these two verses. My meat... My fulfillment, my nourishment is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. I wish every Christian would say, hey, I want to win somebody to Christ more than I want food today. If we had that kind of desire, if we had that kind of hunger for people to get saved, Listen, I believe we see a, a change across our country uh, in this, these days in which we live. But can we be honest tonight? How many people truly have a desire more than the food they eat off the table to win somebody to the Lord? Jesus did. Jesus had that desire so much that he said, look, I've already had meat to eat. And my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Is our desire really to do what God's called us to do? Preacher, what has God called us to do? He gave us one commission. To go into all the world and preach a gospel. One. It's not like we have ten books of commissions that God gave us. We've got one, and I'm sad to report here in just a moment. I'm going to show you the, the, the information, but we're failing to reach our own country. We're failing to reach our own country. And by default, I can tell from the statistics, from the data, that there's a lot of Christians today that don't have that desire to win others to Christ, to go plant churches in America, to go to places where there are no gospel witness and win them to the Lord. Notice here what Jesus said to these disciples. He said to them, say not ye that there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, now here's what I want us to see. This is what we have underlined in the presentation, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Tonight, I want to ask you, church, if you will, to please join me for a few minutes and let's lift up our eyes and see the need right here in the United States of America. Eleven years ago, the Besalt Ministry, that's a ministry that God gave us uh, back in 2011, 
in which we met with about 40 different preachers from all walks of life right there in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. And we launched what is called the Besalt Ministry. The Besalt Ministry, the desires of the ministry, is number one, to reach every county in America with the gospel. Number two, our desire is to, to educate every believer to the tremendous need right here in our country for churches that preach the gospel, New Testament Baptist churches. And number three, our three goals of this ministry is to teach and train Christians how to lead others to Christ. We've done seminars, we've done uh, uh, training sessions, we have helped churches over the last 11 years across 25 states share the gospel with nearly 600,000 homes across those 25 states. I'm excited. I could, sit, I could stand here and tell you stories for hours of just amazing things that God has done. But we are failing to reach our own country. 11 years ago, I had this map. And all the red counties on this map are counties that we could not find any, none whatsoever, New Testament Baptist churches. The uh, yellow are counties that we found some, but because of the sheer population, we needed many, many more. And then the uh, dark green, light green, dark green, are areas that we have churches, we may need a few more, or it may be adequate uh, if those churches are sharing the gospel and if every church is a soul winning church. Now, can we be honest for another moment? This map and the maps I'm getting ready to show you are a true best case scenario. And the reason I say that is because I made two assumptions that I know are wrong, but you have to make some assumptions when you're doing statistics. One, we assumed that every independent Baptist church is a soul winning church. Now we know that's not true. We also made the assumption that every New Testament Baptist church is sharing the gospel with at least 5,000 homes a year. And we know that's not true either. In fact, when we did this map 11 years ago, I've, I've used the calculation of 10,000. But I had several people come to me and say, Brother Sykes, you probably need to lower that statistic because we don't know of many churches sharing the gospel with 10,000 people a year. So we had to lower those statistics. And so uh, notice here, I want us to see the criteria that we used for churches that made our list. Number one, they had to be independent, fundamental Baptist churches. Number two, they have to use the King James Bible. And uh, they have to be non-Calvinist and uh, traditional in their worship. Amen. We are finding that there are churches 
that are moving away from the King James Bible and uh, some that are moving to uh, more of a modern, contemporary, whatever you want to call it, uh, kind of worship. I don't, it's not really not worship. And unfortunately, they don't realize that God gets to tell us how to worship him, not us telling God how we're going to worship him. And so uh, we had to remove probably about 15% of the churches that we had because of those two criteria. We need to really pray for existing churches in America. And so let's look at the next one here. So here's the results in summary format. We found that there were just over 10,000 churches that met the criteria across the United States of America, including Alaska and Hawaii. Unfortunately, if you notice the second line, uh, second button from the bottom, 31 states have fewer churches now than 10 years ago. And so uh, not only were we failing to reach our country 10 years ago, but we are failing more now than we were 10 years ago. In fact, there are six states that have lost 25 churches or more over the last 10 years. And let me tell you, what's really sad is when you think about the loss of these churches, that's churches that aren't sending missionaries out to other places. That's churches that aren't being a beacon and a lighthouse to their community. And so the effects of this is far more reaching than what we realize. Let's look at the next one if we may. Now, I want, I want you to take a close look at this listing. I listed the states of our country in order of the least reached to the most reached. And so remember those two criteria that we assumed every church is a soul winning church and we assume that every church is reaching 5,000 people a year. That's based, this is based on those two criteria. And so to be honest with you, it's really worse than this. And so what we're saying here is that New Jersey, that at best we're only reaching 4% of that state, 4%. California, now listen, we've, we've seen a lot of liberal mess come out of California, haven't we? There's a lot of ungodliness coming out of California. But maybe, let's just consider for a moment, one of the reasons is because we're only reaching 4% of that state. And so when we point the finger to California, we better realize that there might be three fingers pointing back to us because we're failing to reach California with the gospel. Well, preacher, there's churches in California. Sure there is, but there's a whole lot more towns and cities that don't have churches, that aren't being reached. And if you notice here, look on down the list, New York. How far is New York from? It's only a few hours from here. But look at New York. We're only at best 
reaching 6% of that state at best. Minnesota. Well, there's a lot of liberal things going on in Minnesota. Unfortunately, I believe that there is a correlation between what we're not doing and what we're seeing come out of these locations. And if we would do a better job of reaching these locations, these, these population centers, I believe it'd change our country. Listen, church, the answer for America is not government. Can we agree on that? The answer for America is not more programs, not turning over a new leaf. Listen, you can turn the leaf over all you want to, but it's not going to change the leaf. What our country needs is Christians that will take the gospel that there'll be those that will surrender to plant churches in America that will stay there and work in those communities and get to know those people in that community. I've been in New Mexico for 13 years and we have worked really hard to get to know people in that community. And of course, this is election cycle. Yesterday, you can ask my wife, yesterday I get a, a text from uh, the uh, lady that's running to be our state representative in Congress. And she says that she, she said, Pastor Sykes, thank you for praying for me. And I'm going to be coming through your town. And would it be possible that I stop and spend some time and you pray with me? Please don't think for a moment that we can't make a difference. We can make a difference. But we have to be difference makers. We have to be willing to put in the blood and the sweat and the tears to see these churches planted. And here's the key. Be willing to give of ourselves. Willing to give of ourselves. Listen, notice Maryland, number nine. That's a familiar place. You're not even reaching 8% of the state. Preacher, are you saying there needs to be more churches in the state of Maryland? I'm saying it wholeheartedly. We need more churches. I saw your map. I believe it's over here on this side. And my heart broke because I know that this church here is, is one of the very few that's really taking the gospel and sharing the gospel. And there's a whole lot of people to reach. And so at best, you're only reaching 8%, 7.5% of the state of Maryland. Now look at some other notables on here. We see Florida. Boy, Florida's going to be a key state, isn't it? We're only reaching 11% of that state. Preacher, there's churches in Florida. There's a, there's a good number of churches in Florida, but there's even more of a good number of population people in the state of Florida. There's a lot of people moving to the state of Florida. And we have failed. Not only do we have less churches now than 10 years ago, but the population is going up and the number of our churches are going down. 
that tells us that we're losing our influence in our own country. Look at Texas. Find Texas on there. Let's see, where's Texas? Number 19. We're only reaching uh, almost 12% of the state of Texas. Now, Texas is as big or bigger than some countries in the world. But here's what's happening in Texas. We have 30 to 32 less churches now than we did 10 years ago in the state of Texas. But we have 3 million more people than we did 10 years ago. What's happening? They are moving out of California into Texas and California's population still going up. But there's 3 million more people in Texas now. There's 30, 32 less churches in Texas now. We have less influence in the state of Texas now than we did 10 years ago. If that trend continues then you're going to see more liberalism and pop up all over the country. It's not going to just be in New York or Minnesota or some of these other places like California. It's going to start popping up everywhere. And then if we're not careful, we're going to sit back and we're going to take and scratch our heads and wonder what's happening. I'm going to tell you what's happening. We are failing to share the gospel with our own country, we're failing. Notice, uh, notice. Uh, go back to the other one for just a moment. Sorry about that. If you'll go back. But I want you to see the most reached states. We saw North Carolina at number 49. North Carolina, and I said this 10 years ago, I made this statement. I said, we are seeing the Bible Belt starting to dissolve. Fast forward 10 years. We have towns and cities in North Carolina that need churches. You go to South Carolina. There are eight counties in South Carolina that don't have what you and I have tonight, and that's to go to a good, solid New Testament Baptist church in South Carolina. Notice the most reached state of our country, West Virginia. Did anybody guess that by chance? <clears throat> if you look at the state of West Virginia on a map, it sort of looks like a frog, to be honest with you. But at best, we're only reaching 67% of that state. And that's the best job we're doing. Now, I don't know about you, but... If you took a test and made a 67 on it, they'd put an F on my paper if I made that. All right, now go to the next one. So overall, overall, and we'll see this in a moment, how are we doing overall? Well, here is the overall statistic nationwide we are only reaching 15% of our country. 15%. If you average that all together. Can we agree tonight that we sure do need to plant some more churches in America? 
Can we agree tonight that, that there's 31 states that have less now than we did 10 years ago? We need to reseed those states yes, with new churches that are, that are preaching the truth. Yes, How are we going to do that, preacher? We have to have folks that will, churches that will send preachers to these locations. We have to have preachers that'll be sacrificed and willing to give of themselves to go to these places. I remember when God called me to the state of New Mexico. As I mentioned, I was a, a, senior, a senior analyst for a Fortune 500 company. I went on to become a controller for a $93 million company in North Carolina. And I remember when I resigned from that company and I put on my resignation letter, Pastor Shiflett, that I am going to New Mexico to start churches. You, you had thought that my employer had seen a calf looking at a new gate. He called me up. He was the, the, the CFO of the company, the chief financial officer of the company. And he calls me up and he says, now, Steve, you're going to do what in New Mexico? I said, I'm going to go to New Mexico and start churches. And there's a pause. I could tell over the phone the wheels were turning. Here's his next statement. Is there any money in that? I said, I knew he wasn't going to like this answer. I said, no. I said, in fact, I'm probably taking about a 60, 70% pay cut to go do this. Now there was a real pause over the phone. And here's what he said, and I'll never forget these words. He said, then why, what are you doing it for? Can I tell you this? That's what the world thinks. That's how the world thinks. But we as Christians, church, we're supposed to not think like the world or act like the world or look like the world. We're supposed to be different. And I submit for your consideration, we ought to have a different philosophy. We ought to have a different mentality toward things. That what makes sense to this world doesn't make sense to us. And what makes sense to us, this world just sort of shakes their head and wonders what in the world we're doing. Well, let me tell you, I stand here. Listen, I know the sacred desk that I'm behind this evening. But if I had to do it all over again, if God gave me a hundred lifetimes, I'd want to serve him with everyone. I'd still go to the mission field. Preacher, has there been hard times? Sure there has. But I have no sad stories to tell. God's been good to me. God's met our needs. Preacher, how in the world did you leave that job? And I'll tell you, we went from that kind of job to living out of an offering plate. Oh, let me tell you, there was some adjustment that we had to make. But I'd do it all over again. Because let me tell you, I've seen God do some amazing things. 
that there's no paycheck that can compare to what God has allowed me to see and be used of him. Listen to all the young men that are here at your church. I would want for them, listen, they may never be a millionaire and that's okay, but I'd sure want to see them surrender their life to the Lord and go and do something that will count for all eternity. I've told every one of my kids, I said, listen, uh, if you hold a sign on the side of the road that says we'll work for food, but you know the Lord and you love Jesus, I said, I'll count you successful. But if you have all the money that's not in Fort Knox anymore, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, then listen, I told everyone, I said, I'll be disappointed in you. We need to have that kind of mentality. And uh, listen, the world will paint a pretty, pretty picture, but it's empty. Everything the world has to offer, church, is only temporary. What our heartbeat must be is what the heartbeat of Jesus was. What the heartbeat of Jesus is. He said here, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. My nourishment, my fulfillment, my hunger, my desire is to serve God all the days of my life. Notice here uh, in this region, in the Northeast, this is your region. This region of our country is the number one region that needs churches in America. You can see the states there, New York, New York, Massachusetts, New York, and so forth. There is such a need for churches in this region, and you can see the states, that we have estimated that there are nearly 18 million, over 18 million people that will never have an independent fundamental Baptist church share the gospel with them. 18.5 million people. I believe we need some churches. We need some men, some families that would be willing, preacher, I'll go. I'll surrender to what God wants. Preacher, I want to take and be that one that is stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Preacher, I'm willing to do what God... Can I tell you the, the one word you and I have to be is yielded. Yielded. And if you and I will be yielded, listen, take it from an old bean counter. God can do great things with your life. Let's look at the next one here. Here's the second most needed region in our country. Of course, this is the Pacific, uh, California, Oregon. Uh, we've put Alaska and uh, Hawaii in there. And of course, California really is the standout uh, state in that area. Nevada, I've personally been to Reno, Nevada and uh, surveyed and looked at that area. Listen, we could probably, we probably need at least about four to five churches there right now. It's growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, Denver, Colorado, that area is so massive, so large 
There are churches, they are not many. But we sure do need a whole lot more churches if we're gonna reach Denver, Colorado with the gospel. Notice the population without an independent fundamental Baptist church, 16.7 million people that don't have the privilege. We're talking, listen, we're not talking about a foreign country. We're talking about the United States of America. 17, 16.7 million people in that region that don't have the privilege you and I have to go to a Bible preaching church. Notice the next one. The third most needed region in our country, and there's six total, is the region that I'm in over Texas and Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah. Uh, I'll share something with you about Utah here in just a moment. But look at some of the top cities. Lakewood, Colorado, Utah, Texas, Utah, Utah. I'm thankful that we have some church planners in Utah. We need more in Utah. Here's what I believe God's doing. I told this to Brother Kirkman. I know you was just there recently. I said, Brother Kirkman, God has you there because of what's happening in this state. What's happening in this state of Utah is that we have just over half of the churches that we had 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we had a little over 50 independent fundamental Baptist churches in the state of Utah. Now we've got just over 30. Remember some of those states that we said had lost more than 25? Utah's one of those states. I'll show you a slide here in just a moment. Let's look at the next one. The Midwest, of course, Michigan and, and uh, Montana, Illinois, and then, of course, uh, um, some of those places need the gospel. And we could go on and on with these. Let's look at the next one. <clears throat> the Northwest, Idaho, Montana. There's a need everywhere. And you can see here the fifth most needed area, region, and where they rank as far as being reached. Okay, let's look at number six. And then, of course, the South. Now, you, I mentioned West Virginia. See number 50 down there on the bottom? Doesn't that look like a frog to you? West Virginia looks like a frog. I, I, I think it does. Number 49, North Carolina. And, uh, of course, every state has needs. Every state. I remember a preacher years ago he had a young man come to him and he said, uh, uh, he said, I'm going to uh, Shelby County, Tennessee. And the preacher was telling me about this and he said, Brother Sykes, he said, I just, I just sort of uh, brushed him off. He said, surely there's, there's ch churches everywhere in Tennessee. And there are a lot of churches in Tennessee, but there wasn't one in Shelby County, Tennessee. And he came to me, he was heartbroken he said, I sure wish I could find that young man that was going there because I, now that I see the, the, the statistics, he said, that county is red and I sure would like to talk to him. Let's look at the next one. 
So overall, 15% of our country is being reached. Are we okay with that? Are we satisfied or are we okay to come in and, and, and enjoy our services here and, and enjoy Pastor Shiflet preaching when we know that 85% of our country won't have what we have, won't hear what we hear? Won't enjoy the, the singing of these kids or, or my word, what a joy that was. I'll probably be playing that over and over and over and over. But there's so many people right here in our own country that know nothing about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's look at the next one. 31 states have fewer churches now than 10 years ago. Look at Utah. These are the five most declining states in our country. Utah, Nebraska. Right now, I don't know of anybody that's going to Nebraska. I wish I did. New York, Vermont, and New Jersey. There's a reason that New Jersey is number one unreached on our list because it's down 19%. If we don't change this church, then we're going to start seeing states that have no independent fundamental Baptist churches. Zero. And we're going to start seeing missionaries from other countries come to our country to start churches. Preacher, you really believe that can happen? I really, really believe we're on the verge of it right now. Notice the next one. You can see that there are towns in every state that needs the gospel. The ones in red, we can't find any. Look at Texas. Over 100 towns or cities that we can't find an independent fundamental Baptist church. Look at Florida. 227. But preacher, that's in the south. I believe if we're not careful, we've got to lift up our eyes and look on the fields. Isn't that what Jesus was trying to get his disciples to do? Lift up your eyes. Church, listen to me. Lift up your eyes. Here's what happens. We start looking right where we are. We are only seeing what's in front of us. But is it not true that when you look up, you see more? We get a greater vision when we look up. You know what the Lord's trying to tell us? Enlarge our vision. Calvary Baptist, listen, I, I'm excited about this Every State Project. Man, I'm so grateful for that. That's amazing. But can I ask you this? Enlarge your vision. Enlarge your vision. You say, well, preacher, we're, we're, we're doing great and we've got missionaries around the world, but could we do more? Some of you here, I believe you probably could if you just enlarge your vision. Notice the next one. We're almost done. Notice here what the red and yellow are is towns that do not have uh, churches. Now notice, this is your region. I put this together 
every red pen is a population center of 5,000 or more people and we can't find any independent New Testament Baptist churches in those locations. I'm gonna leave this with your pastor. I'm gonna leave this map with you. And I wanna ask you that every time you see this, you'll be reminded of what Jesus told his disciples. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields. Let's look at the next one. There's California and the need there. Let's look at the next one. Look at the southwestern region, Texas. You can see there in New Mexico uh, where I'm at, some of those needs in that area. Utah up there. And then, of course, there's on that list as well, uh, Oklahoma and uh, uh, Kansas. Let's look at the next one. All right, that's it. Let me say this, church. Thank you so much for allowing me to come and share this. Notice what Jesus said here. I want you to see this and leave you with this thought that Jesus told his own disciples when they came back with that food. And listen, I believe it was honorable that they offered to take and take of their time and their, their, their effort to go get that food for the Lord and come back. And listen, when they got back, they said, here, Master, here's the food. And I believe that it, that it honored the Lord. I don't think Jesus was trying to be mean-spirited when he refused it. I believe he was trying to show them what is priority, what is most important, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and finish his work. We're living in a day where you can do a lot of things to serve the Lord, but we need to make sure we're doing the right things to serve the Lord. Church, thank you for allowing me to come, Pastor.